After three weeks of rehabilitation, the Rift Walkers who disappeared into the realm of Tentiver are back on their feet, back to full strength in one way or another. Now, on one morning, as everyone is gathered in the inn, you've had breakfast. There are no patrons today, as the inn was cleared out the night before on Cad's orders. Cad and Luna come down into the parlor and take a seat. The chairs, sofas, tables, what have you, anywhere you can sit, have been arranged so you can all face each other in a circle. Make upon seeing this, and obviously as an invitation to sit in the circle, sits down. We all sit. Yeah. Yep. Everyone sits. <laughs> okay, cool. Cad pats Luna on the back and then kind of leans forward, folding his hands in front of him, and he says, Now, I understand that you all have spent some time with Luna, but... She has forgotten that time. I've done my best in these past weeks to restore what I could of her time, both with myself and with you. But I think it would be appropriate, perhaps more befitting of the situation, to hear it from your mouths directly. Perhaps just illuminate for her, if you could, who you are, where you come from, and why you're here. Why don't we start with you? And he points to Rolandir. Hello, my name is Reese. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Reese. <laughs> well, Luna, I am Rolandir. I was formerly Reese. I am not from Egadon originally. I traveled here with a group known as the Rift Wardens through a portal which was summoned by the Betrayer God. And through an interaction with the ethereal Sindor, I was made godborn, and since that time we have been working together to eliminate the aspect of several other Baylors. Luna just looks at you and nods, and Cad gives you a silent mouthed thank you, and then he points to Mick, who is sitting nearby. Luna, my name is Mick. Uh, you may have called me Mickey, I can't remember though. Many people call me Mickey. Anyways, I am not from this world, just as our friend Rolandia said. I am from the old world, and I've been part of this company for some time now. And, I, and all that he said is true. That is our quest. Luna, like, sheepishly raises her hand, and Cad's like, you, you don't have to do that. And <laughs> she looks at Mick, and she says, but you look, you look Talek. Um, I, uh, Mick has his legs crossed and is kind of in a casual kind of stance and says, Oh, yes, of course, I do look Dalek, but every now and then I look like this. And then just glimpses a little bit of Mick's actual self, which is a changeling woman, and then goes immediately back to Dalek Man. Luna looks a little taken aback, but then processes it, nods, and then looks up to Cad for <laughs> approval. <laughs> Cad nods and then looks next to Brynja. And you, Damlik. Luna, I am Brynir. We have not had very many interactions. You are often off studying or off journeying elsewhere. But anyways, my purpose here is to protect the godborn. Cad looks then at the Mazkin, Vamak. I am Vamak. This, he says, gesturing towards the vulture that has now hopped down and is kind of hopping across over towards Luna, is Vakos. He is my eyes. 
I am also from this other world and I came here with the Rift Wardens, though I owe them no allegiance. If you remembered our time together in Tentaver's Plane, you would know that my purpose here is now simply to make Egadon a better place by whatever means necessary. And so to that end, I am here with this group. Cad and Luna look next to Bartholomew, the dwarf. Now, I... Yeah. It actually might be comforting to know that we didn't know each other very well. I've only been here with the group. I think I met you once. Uh, before the event in question. <laughs> Helping our friend Vamak here. Beyond that, there's not much to tell. I too am from the old world. I am not the little goblin that steals children. I am, in fact, uh, what is known as a dwarf. Um, and honestly, I just needed to make a little bit of coin. But I can see that this group is a bit more serious. Actually, I shouldn't say it that way. You all let me know what I was running into from the very beginning. So you're exactly the amount of serious that you claim to be. When you hire me to look after this in here, and uh, don't want to pat myself too hard in the back, but I will say business is really booming compared to what I saw earlier. I think that just leaves Val. Mm-hmm. I think Val has sort of eagerly been awaiting his turn. I I am Val, Valmes. Um, we are friends. Uh, sort of a strange introduction, I suppose, uh, via Vale, uh, but nevertheless... Um, I am Godborn of Yakuda, the kin goddess of war. I am Elvaret, obviously. And um, I, 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 I don't know what else to say, uh, aside from that we are here to help. At the very least, I am, and I think the others would agree. And um, you have been a great friend to us as well. Luna looks around the room and kind of nods in turn to each of you and looks at Cad and then stands up and uh, moves to the center speaking. I I don't recall all of it. There are bits and pieces that I'm still stringing together, but I, I can feel something when I look at each of you. I can feel something in your faces. And I know you're not strangers. And I trust that. And I trust our next step. We have Valors, their aspects to kill. So let's do it. That's what I like to hear. Getting better already. Who's who's next, then? Which would be easiest for you to reach, Luna? It doesn't matter. I want it. We have a choice. We can go after Desteria's aspect. Or... Uodams. I know a little bit about Uodam, or the aspect of Uodam, I should say. Destieras is largely unknown to me, though I believe it is called Kirl, the bloody dolphin. And Miralags is also unknown. Perhaps we should go after Uodam's gluttonous prize. We have the most information about it. I agree. Yes, might as well. 
And what information do we have about this aspect? The gluttonous prize. As I have been told, it is a failed clone of Wodom himself. It can take on any form that it wishes. It can even become corporeal. But it is powerless to harm others. So instead it uses other methods to achieve more sinister goals. Such as its labyrinth filled with traps and tricks that are all intended to punish those who are unfortunate enough to cross its path. If there is no point in waiting, I am ready to go. Yes, I think we've taken enough time as it is to readjust to things. I'm ready to go and do something now. Well, I might, uh, I understand I am the newest to the group here, but I'm still unclear as to exactly how you all go places or do things. I, I'm, the last I checked, you all fell into a trance and then had various effects occur. Is that the normal process? It about sums it up, yes. Okay, that's, uh, that, that sounds interesting. Except normally everyone goes and everyone falls into these trances. When everyone loses something, that, that's that's No, that was a first. Well, not necessarily, actually. Why don't you just come along? You'll see. <laughs> Awfully convincing. Yeah. The, well, um... Or, I mean, there are potentially other inns that you can go and stay in. You know, sir, I do not, in fact, respect your tone. <laughs> we both know that if it weren't for me, this inn would be a derelict shack in the middle of the woods. However... I did say I would help you, and while it appears that I might have underestimated the general seriousness of your journey, I do hold by my word. I am an honest man, and I will always be. I am ready to go. Bartholomew, we will never force you to come with us. You can stay if you would like. No, no, no. A man is only as good as his word. I gave you my word I would help. There I will go. But as I said... I will not fight. Well, speaking of helping body, where, where are those Lycals we spoke about before? Do you have them by chance? You know, it was just helpful that you have managed, that we managed a couple of weeks here alone, because I will tell you, it is a pain in the behind getting all the ingredients for them. But let me look here. And he pulls out three. I managed to find enough to make these few, but uh, don't go chugging them willy-nilly. It is a hassle to make them. Of course, Shot. I'll be very frugal with the use of them. Thank you, Barty. You know, Mickey, I knew I was going to like you. Um, Over the course of the last, like, three weeks that have happened, can I have recast Simulacrum so that I have a, a, a fully <laughs> healthy ice spell? Yes, I'll allow it. Thank you. While everybody's getting ready, putting their packs in order, you know, going to head down into the basement to go to the magic teleportation circle. Vimok does uh, find Karagas, and he says, Karagas, I have a small favor to ask of you. What would that be? Vimok reaches down and brings out the footlocker that he took from the Grey Eyes estate, and he sets it near Karagas, and he says, Inside of here are a few items of interest that we obtained in one of our travels. There is a robe. I do not know its significance. And there is also a parchment. I do not know what is written on the parchment. I do not believe any of us do. 
it is sealed with intent. Would you be so kind as to investigate this? Perhaps try to discern what is written upon the parchment. I had planned to accompany you, but if you wish, I could stay behind and delve into this instead. I did not know of your plans to accompany us. Uh, they're meaningless. Uodum's aspect will be, I assume, as troublesome as Uodum himself, barely at all. Thank you. And also, I would advise discretion. I am sure one of your experience does not need to be told this, but it is a sinister magic that guards the parchment. It would not be wise to advertise that we are in possession of it. <laughs> you mistake sinister for crude, but yes, this is the work of human hands. No worries, I'll have it open and decoded in no time. Thank you. And Vamak turns and heads into the basement. With everyone prepared, with everyone downstairs except for Cad, Luna stands by the circle and directs you all to stand in a circle within the circle. And she says, Perhaps a few months ago this would have been difficult. You would have gone through test after test, trial after trial, but I can put you right next to him. You just have to be ready to destroy him. That we can do. And Luna says, All right then. This will hurt. And then she just like lifts up her hands and you all are disassembled and then reassembled in an underground labyrinth hundreds of miles away and deep underground. Cool. As you come back to consciousness and being, you seem to be in a room, maybe 200 by 200 feet. It's a square with a staircase that runs from the center up to a balcony of sorts that is lined with iron fences. On top of said balcony is a being, a person, dressed incredibly lavishly. They don't resemble a human or kin or sanguine or really anything you've seen. Their face and form constantly shifting. And as they look down at you, their eyes grow wide and then they shut the gate on the iron door and look around and notice that there is nowhere to go within their cage that they've trapped themselves in. Which, by the way, is just full of gold. Ooh, I have an idea. Is there is there a lock on this gate? There is. Okay. Um, can Val come up and, like, investigate uh, the lock to try to get an idea of what the key would look like to fit in here? Yes. And as you do approach, the being comes up to you and says, Wait, 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 I... I know why you're here. I was told. I expected you. However, I can offer you a bargain if you uh, desire. Whatever you desire, I can give. Yes, open the gate. No, except for that. <laughs> what exactly do you have to offer, Zen? Um, Val says as he like leans over very dramatically to like squint into the keyhole. <laughs> into the keyhole. Mm-hmm. What, whatever, anything, if you have want, I can supply. Look, over there. And he points to the far corner of the room where a large chest lies. And he says, in that chest is anything you could ever want. Just go, open it, take it, and leave. <laughs> Bartholomew would like to see if he can feel if this lock is in some way magical. Yeah, I'll allow an arcana check. And Laurel, did you want to do an, an 
investigation. Yeah, does my passive count towards this at all? My passive investigation is a 24. <laughs> nice. Freaking sweet investigation, holy smokes. Oh, it's a lock, all right. Oh, it's a lock. <laughs> but I'll roll. I'll roll if you want me to, Ryan. Yeah, I rolled twenty-three total for the Arcana. And what did you roll, Laurel? I rolled a nineteen. Val is able to discern the size and shape of the key that would properly fit into this lock, and Bartholomew is able to determine that there is a magical property to this. But you aren't able to pin down exactly what school of magic that would be from. Okay. Okay, I'm going to cast Gall. I think it has to be Major Image. That's so annoying. Um, I'm going to Major Image a key that is the key that would fit this lock and then use my illusory reality to make it physical. And I will unlock the gate if I can. As you put the key into the lock, it starts to grow red hot in your hand. Bartholomew, uh, upon analyzing this, realizing that it's magical, um, he, he gets a very upset look on his face. He is clearly unhappy about what he has to do next. And he turns to Brynir, who is really probably his closest colleague. Like, he's Brynir has been always been helping him out and doing stuff. So he says, how important is it that we get into this cage? I would say very important. I believe that's the aspect. Man, I hate to do it, but I think, you know, I've got to show my part for the team, all right? And so he takes out a small vial of glass, and inside of it is just a liquid that no one knows what it is and he just takes it out and you can he's closing his eyes and he's holding out and he slams it onto the ground and it has the effect of seven fireball spells <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i resolved this but during that conversation um laurel like the key melted inside the lock oh basically. interesting okay i didn't hear it melt i just heard it get hot it got red hot and then melted Okay, um, I think Val, Val will go ahead and cast Detect Magic then to see if you can discern what kind of magic. Well, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't do that yet because he slammed down this vial on the ground filled with uh, just a strange liquid and what appears to be some iron filings. And in a 10-foot radius of where he smashed this vial, all magic is dead because of an anti-magic field. And then he turns to Brynir and says, Now, I can't actually break the lock because I can't transmute it into something else. But it is just iron. And that's a mean-looking axe you've got. So I think with a couple swings, we got this for, for a while. This will last about an hour. If you can get us through there, I mean, I think you can take him. Fair enough. Brynir actually gets out his war hammer and he smashes at the lock. All right, roll for attack. 24. That is a direct hit. 14 damage. The lock is damaged, but not broken. And inside, the the aspect is like, wait, 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 wait. I can give you the key. I can give you the key. What will it cost? None. Just pull that lever in the middle of the room. No, but nobody does wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. I'm yeah. not falling for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly. No, 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 no. Brynir smashes the lock again. All right, roll for attack. 21. That is not a hit. So as you smash your warhammer into it, it is but a glancing blow. And you don't deal damage to the lock. Look, I'm, I'm being serious here. The key to this cage and to that chest, which will contain any of your desires. Just if you pull that lever. That's all it takes. Now, I thought we could just open the chest. 
That's what you said the first time. Well, yes, and then I was going to get to the explanation, but you didn't allow me. Brynir smashes the walk again. All right, roll for attack. <laughs> Brynir is a dedicated chap. I can yeah. respect that. 24. That hits. 14 again. You deal another moderate amount of damage to the lock, and it looks like to be on its last legs. And this aspect is like, no, 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 believe me. Don't you want for anything? You, you, I see you down there. You don't have a hand. He's pointing to her land here. Wouldn't you like another hand? Oh, you're going to give me a hand in that chest, are you? The hand that was taken from you by Tantavir? Yes. Well, all right, let's give it a shot. (laughs) And he's going to go... And he's going to walk towards the lever. Wait, are you serious? Bartholomew says, now, son, I do not think that is a good idea. Is this not the weirdo god of thievery and trickery? Are you kidding me? Well, if nothing else, it either gives me a hand or it gives us another reason to kill him. So, and then he pulls the lever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Brynir, roll 25 for attack. <laughs> All right. Brynir is interrupted as about... A million gold and silver keys fall from the ceiling and <laughs> just cascade down on everybody, knocking you all to your feet. And from the sheer weight of literally millions of keys, you're all going to take nine damage and be knocked prone. <laughs> literally millions of keys. <laughs> well, and these keys are now filling up the room. Like, Holy crap. Like a big old Scrooge McDuck vault of gold. Guys, I am so psyched I'm going to use all my cool spells. Bartholomew says, uh, can everyone actually reach something to hang on to? Not at the moment. Then come over here, son, because I need your help. And Lanyard's going to crawl his way up out of this mountain of ever-growing keys. This will be difficult terrain, so... Everyone grab onto this cage. So as the keys are falling, Rolander hears Bartholomew telling him to come over there, and he casts freedom of movement on himself, which kind of gives him this glossy look almost as the keys just touch and fall off of him as he makes his way back towards the group. Mick is going to move to grab the cage. So will Val. Vamak is going to cast gaseous form on himself and just turn to smoke and get as close as he can to the cage without going into the anti-magic shell. Brynir's going to try to smash at the lock again. All right, then roll for attack. Ooh, 26. That is a hit. 24 damage. It seems one more hit will break this lock apart. Son of a biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) Vamak is going to try to use intent to form a little stone awning out of the wall, right? So he's going to bring it out so that anybody that is at the top of the stairs isn't getting pelted with dropping keys. Smart idea. Okie dokie. This is why I used the online dice roller. I got a 33 on the d20. I rolled a nat 20. Your intent bonus is 13? Well, yeah, because isn't it eight and plus your spellcasting modifier? Well, for me, it's eight. For you guys, it's higher. Either way, Rolander feels slighted. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Vamok got a 33 on the D20 roll and a 43 on the D100. You are within 10, so that is a success. Vamok still has a floaty cloud of a person, hovers up kind of towards the edge of this anti-magic bubble, And he tells the stone to rearrange, and it comes out in a very simple slope, right? The wall starts to jut out so that this slope now covers anybody that is at the top of the stairs, and any falling keys will slide off down towards the bottom. You create a stone awning. I create a stone awning. (laughs) 
I think by this point, it's safe to say Rolandir has reached the rest of the party. How, how did that uh, chest work out for you, Zen? The lever, not the chest. The chest is yet to be seen. And then he grabs <laughs> onto the uh, thing just to kind of steady himself amidst the unsure footing of the keys that are already there. Inside, the aspect is, like, rolling on the ground, just laughing its head off. <laughs> and it shape changes to look like Rolandir. And it's like, look how stupid I am! Look how stupid I am! <laughs> Wait, does he have two hands or does he also have a stub hand? No, he has two hands. Oh, this light. <laughs> yeah, the shade of it, though. And then he like the he like puts his hand behind his back and it's he pulls it back out and it's the stub. And then he like waves his hand over it and he has a hand again and he's like wiggling his fingers at you and just <laughs> laughing. Rolander's gonna throw a key at him. <laughs> <laughs> Relandir, as loath as I am to agree with the aspect, he does have a point. It was incredibly <laughs> foolish of you. Was not the whole reason that Tentaver took your hand was to prevent this sort of rash thinking and action. Perhaps. But, like yes, I said... Well, maybe, maybe instead of doing whatever suits you, we should think about things logically. Maybe, perhaps. I don't know. Brynir, do you have the door open yet? <laughs> As for Mark massages his head. <laughs> <laughs> He's not happy about him. Brynir attacks it. Okay, roll for attack. 24. 16 damage. The lock shatters. Brynir wants to put away his warhammer and draw Emin and charge the aspect. As you do so, the aspect splits into about 25 different versions of itself and spreads out among these piles of gold behind it and starts blowing raspberries at you. Uh, now, now that is a clever trick. Um, can I investigate these? Are they illusions or are they corporeal? Roll. Roll investigation? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> 29. Unless the gold is also illusory, these are corporeal. Interesting. Seeing that this aspect is split into so many different ones, Brynir just gives a chuckle and kind of whispers, Good. More to fight. And he charges the closest one to him. Roll an attack. 27. As you stab Emin into this being, you hear it scream, this awful scream, and it falls onto its knees, and then it rolls on the ground, and it comes to a stop at the bottom of this pile of gold, and it's just, like, thrashing about, and you take notice that it's all rather theatrical, and it's like, using its hands as if it were blood coming out of it and then it just lies still and looks up at Brynir's like nope not me and it disappears <laughs> Brynir wants to go attack a different one Rolander's gonna join into this attacking fest so he'll go after certainly there must be a, a more effective way to do this than uh, stabbing them one by one well I, I don't have any of that intense stuff so do your worst you might have to get out of my way is there a safe place to cast Fireball that will not hit Brynir, but will, like, get kind of close? Like, right on the edge, just singe his eyebrows a bit? It's a pretty big room, so yeah, you could encompass most of the room, except... Okay, can I? will it also hit these, um, not well, corporeal, non-illusory? Will it hit the... the... Oh, it, it'll hit the majority of them. Rad! Can Vamok try to give a, a little intent boost and expand the radius of the Fireball? <laughs> I don't want to hit Brynir, though. 
<laughs> Does Vamok want to hit Brynjir? <laughs> he doesn't want to hit Brynjir, but um, I'm not sure where his vulture is, so he's not uh, <laughs> he's not seeing too well. <laughs> if Vamok doesn't care about hitting Brynjir, then yes, you can increase the size That's if you want to do some intent. All right. Uh, yeah, Vamok's going to do it because he knows that he can't see, but maybe he can give a little bit of juice. Uh, that'll be a dex save from all of the aspect. Hot diggity dog. Okay, that was a 22 on the d20 roll and a straight 50 on the d100. You are unsuccessful in expanding that radius. Gosh darn it. Five out of 25 of the aspects clones have saved. Uh, So the rest will take 24 fire damage. Then you see... 20 of these aspects just burst into flames and ash and disintegrate. Um, Val looks at Brynjir and just kind of does like a happy little like kind of shrug. Anyone else want to take a shot or should I finish the rest of them off? No, no, listen, listen. Can we not uh, bargain? Don't you want anything? And it's all five of them speaking in unison. Well, I wanted you to open the gate and you didn't do it, so... (laughs) No. Well, you're stupid and your wants are juvenile, nearsighted. Some of you are dreamers, aren't you? Some of you want more in this world. Well, considering the last deal you tried to make ended with a bunch of keys landing on us, I don't think you have much to say. The keys would have worked if you found the right one. (laughs) (laughs) Vamok massages his head again. Um, Val's just going to fireball the rest of them again. (laughs) Okay. None of them save. 20 fire damage on that one, and they had already taken 12. Four out of the five disintegrate. And the last one's like, oh, well, damn. The jig is up. (laughs) So it is. Uh, Can I look directly in his eyes and cast Feeble Mind? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. He is gonna make a... Hang on, I don't know. Intelligence. Yeah, intelligence saving throw. That is a nine. That's a failure. Um, so it will take 46 psychic damage, which I'll roll you in a second. Um, its intelligence and charisma scores become one. It can't cast spells, activate magic items, understand language, or communicate in any intelligible way. So, there we go. (laughs) Its knees, like, turn to jelly, and it kind of falls to the ground and just looks up at each of you with these, like, big doe eyes. 12 psychic damage. Rolander's going to cut off its right hand. Oh my gosh, Rolander. And then take it and stick it onto his own. <laughs> That's what you get for making fun of me. The hand uh, disintegrates. It, it, like, it cracks, turning to uh, almost stony substance before crumbling to ash as you sever it from its body. Then using his second attack, he's going to try to slice off its head. As you do that, the head also goes through a similar transformation, and then you see both of them reform on the creature this aspect its form is almost a gibbering blob as it is losing its previous humanity or whatever it was and is just looking at you all in turn and going i sorry somehow this is worse yes brynir please try finishing him off brynir stabs him (laughs) with emin as you stab it with emin the entirety of the creature starts to turn to ash 
as these cracks form along its skin and its body, and you just see tears streaming down its face and these big eyes that have no understanding of what's going on or why it's feeling such great pain. And then as these cracks spread to its head, it falls still and the light fades from its eyes and then it breaks upon the floor in ash.